What does filmed for IMAX mean? It isn't just a movie that'll look great on IMAX's screens. It means that hiding from a sandstorm feels like fear in every flicker. And every triumph is felt in every sound wave. And the things we've only imagined, you can truly experience those too. That's what filmed for IMAX means. Get tickets to experience Dune Part 2 now and IMAX's exclusive expanded aspect ratio. Tonight, only on Disney+. Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Swift, the Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Streaming tonight, only on Disney+. Plus. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter and subscribe on iTunes so you don't miss a single episode. And if you like the show and think we deserve a five-star rating, and obviously we do, rate us and post a review. Also, although our main purpose in life is to entertain you, producing this show costs actual money. So please help out by going to patreon.com slash Gilbert Gottfried and pledging your support to receive all sorts of goodies, merchandise, personalized roast, and shout-outs, advanced access to episodes or personal messages from me, Gilbert Gottfried. And if we raise enough, maybe I can finally get a new co-host. I'm thinking of the Scarlett Johansson robot. is Gilbert Gottfried, and this is Gilbert and Frank's Amazing Colossal Obsessions. I'm here once again with my co-host, Frank Santo Padre, at Nutmeg with our engineer, Frank Verderosa. And our researcher, our crack researcher, Paul Rayburn, <laughs> who just ran a city block after a man on a uh, a man I, with a boot I caught a, cane. a man with a broken leg. Yeah. <laughs> so so basically, you can keep uh, you can outrun any cripple. I, I, yeah. I think I proved that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If if someone has no legs, you could outrun. I, I, yeah, I've done it many times. Who's the one in Freaks? The one, oh, was oh, it, uh, Johnny? Is it Johnny Eck? Yes. <laughs> Good lord. Now uh, I should thank some people, but. I wrote their names down, and 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 I don't have their names with me. But thank a, them anyway. Yeah, a few of you uh, remembered when I was talking about the cartoon where there was a caveman who sounded like Jack Benny, and a few of you correctly identified it and even sent sent me a copy, and it was called. Daffy Duck and the Dinosaur. Nice. <laughs> nice. So, boy, these people just, they, they, 
<laughs> you put it out there. You put the challenge oh, out there. It's, it's you, amazing. You did it with the car commercial. Oh, yes. You with the Pontiac, car Pontiac. commercial. The Pontiac commercial that I remembered it having Lon Chaney Jr., yeah. Broderick Crawford, and uh, Elijah Cook. What I didn't realize, it also had um, uh, um, uh, oh, Mike Mazursky. Mike Mazursky. Mazursky. Mazurki. Yeah. Not to I be confused with Paul Mazursky. Yes. Yeah. And it had uh, Robert Strauss. Sure. And From the Stalag biggest, 17. Yeah. And the biggest surprise, Leo Garcia, who sees the car and goes, that's a gas. That's a wet dream for you. <laughs> oh, my God. It was great. <laughs> yes. You see what we've created with our fan base? People? Yeah. yeah. Who the, are these people? The fans out there. God bless them. Yeah. Oh, and okay, here's something for the fans. We were talking to someone. Should I say who? Yeah, we sure, yeah. sure. We were, we were talking to John Amos. The great John Amos. Yes. From, and he was in Good Times, and he also wrote for the Leslie Uggam Show. On the Leslie Uggam Show, ah. there was a bit called the Sugar Hill Gang. And was it called the Sugar Hill Gang? Sugar I think that's Hill the name of a rap. Fam- I think yeah. that's the name of a hip a rap Sugar group, Hill early rap family. Group. Yeah, it was, I think something. it was just Sugar Hill. Sugar Hill. Yeah. And there was a song that they would play. Okay. At the beginning. This is the new so thing. So if you could you. find that, because the one that we found here, uh, put a little love in your heart, just doesn't. Jackie like DeShannon. That was a big yeah. hit. Yeah. Put a little love in your heart. This is Vexing Gilbert. He spent yeah. the entire hour and a yes. half with John Amos trying yes. to figure out the name of this I'm, song. I'm so, Sugar Hill Roth. from what's the He's show? He's waxing it's Roth. A... <laughs> yeah, it's a horse feathers reference. <laughs> well, tell Roth to wax the dean. This was in a Leslie Uggam show? Yeah. yeah. And there was a song. Oh, you weren't here for this. You just got here. Uh, yeah, that's right. There was a song. Well, we're putting it out there. So if you find it, we'll withdraw it. But it was a song within, how do we say this? There was a little mini sitcom within out. the series. Yeah. yeah, it would start within out. Within the variety show, the Leslie Uggam show. All 16 episodes that scary. aired. Scary. <laughs> it's very scary. What's scarier still is we've had two consecutive guests that worked on the, on the Leslie Uggam <laughs> show. John Amos and Bob Einstein. What are the odds? So last week, yes. we talked about uh, some of the uh, TV shows that made their debut in a very, very influential year in pop culture history, 1966. Which Some we've pe- been celebrating the 50th anniversary we've of. We've been celebrating In every way we can discover. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, we talked about the Green Hornet and Batman and Star Trek and, and Mission Impossible and all kind Hollywood Squares and all kinds of stuff. And uh, we did two episodes on that. This time I thought, I thought, I wonder what were the top grossing movies of 1966, 50, yes. 50 oh. years ago. And I was surprised by the list because there's some real oddities on here. I mean, the kind of movies they don't make anymore. Paul is our is sitting here with uh, the research, the Wayback Machine. So start <laughs> starting off with number 25. Now, Gilbert, I did not even— Now, Gilbert. Now, Gilbert. <laughs> Cut that out. <laughs> Let's see how many of these we can get through. We won't get through all 25, but if it, uh, if it does well, if we do well with it, we'll do a second episode. Did you ever hear—this is the 25th— Highest grossing movie of 1966, 50 years ago. Did you ever hear of a movie called Penelope? I, the title, yes. Directed by the late Arthur Hiller, who we just lost, uh, starring Natalie Wood, Peter Falk, Jonathan Winters, and Dick Sean. Now, how is it possible that I don't, and I'm sounding more and more like Jack Benny every Uh, time I talk. How is it possible? (laughs) And Lou Jacoby's in it. 
With I, that cast, how would I, I not know this movie? Big recollection of that. I think I may have seen it on TV, but don't remember. It's a anything. heist comedy. Yeah. Natalie Wood is the wife of a wealthy banker, played played by Ian Bannon, who I think was a British actor. Penelope decides to disguise herself as an old woman and rob her husband's bank. Uh, the, while the police uh, on her trail, uh, including Lieutenant Horatio Bixby, played by Peter Falk, rush to get to the bank. Con artists uh, Lila Kadrova, Lou Jacoby, Jonathan Winters, Dick Sean shows up as her psychiatrist. Can't believe that I don't know this movie. Made in 1966. Okay, now I'm going to talk about Adam and Eve, and that's a store I've been kicked out of several times. That doesn't surprise yeah. me. Yeah, uh, but... Go to adamandeve.com for a limited time only. You'll get 50% off just about any item. When you select one item at 50% off, you'll also receive three free adult DVDs plus a free mystery gift. What's the mystery gift? I think it's Hamantash. Fresh baked Hamantash. See, you don't realize how sexy. I wish. A delicacy. (laughs) (laughs) And to top it off, they will even throw in free shipping on your entire order. So, go to adamandeve.com and use the code word Gilbert at checkout. That's Gilbert, G-I-L-B-E-R-T at adamandeve.com. Use code Gilbert at adamandeve.com. You'll thank me. Now, there's also a 2006 2006 Penelope. Do you think that's? I can't tell. I, I don't know if that's a remake. This one was '66, obviously. Uh, the '66 yeah. one comes up, which is a this, great cast. I, it it is. It's like I remember the title. I rem, I'm sure I've seen bits and pieces, maybe even the whole film on TV, but I don't remember it. it. it this one, every now and then, one really slips through the cracks. And I thought I knew Arthur Hiller's movies. I thought I knew everything Dick Sean and yeah. Peter Falk were in. Now the 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 2006 or 2007 movie. Uh, the synopsis begins, born with the snout of a pig, young Penelope, Christina no, Ricci. Totally. <laughs> I guess that's not Totally it. different movie. <laughs> totally different. That one was written by Trump, apparently. Yeah, <laughs> right. And Carl Ballantyne was in this movie oh, as a wow. character called Boom Boom and Arlene Galanka. Do you oh, remember, remember Arlene Galanka? Arlene Galanka yeah. was in, in the... <laughs> First pilot I ever acted in. Seriously. The Further Adventures of Wally Brown. And and Arlene Galanka plays basically, I forget the actor who played her husband. Remember, he was, I think he was the sheriff on Murder, She Wrote. Oh, oh, uh, Ron Masak? Yes, yeah. I think it was Ron Masak and Arlene He's around. Galanka. They're both around. And, and to show how original... This was, and I think it was by uh, Babalu Mandel. And oh, Lowell Gans. Wow. And to show how original this was, uh, uh, Ron Masak plays like a cab driver in Queens who doesn't like the college moving in. And and he's got, uh, and Arlene Galanka is a dingbat wife. Wow. 
It was like, <laughs> oh my God. Were you Meathead or Lionel? Yeah. <laughs> now, who, did, who did we think she was married to? Who's that? Arlene Galanka. Arlene Galanka. I don't know who she was married to in real life. She was she was in the in-laws. Oh, okay. Larry Delaney and Mike Longo were her real husbands. Don't, didn't know, didn't know. Didn't know. She's still around. Do you think Arlene Galanka would remember you? Uh, probably not. Okay. Yeah. When did you do this pilot that was a ripoff of God. our the family? Uh, 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 in the 80s? No, it would have had to have been in the late 70s. Wow. We. Yeah. With Ron Maysack and yeah. Arlene Galanka. Or okay. maybe mid We're going to look wow. into that. We're going to look into booking one. It's just Ron Maysack just popped into my head earlier yeah. this week. How about this one? Uh, the Trouble with Angels with Haley Mills and Rosalind Russell. Oh, also, remember the title? Don't think I ever okay. saw that it. Okay, I've never seen yeah. it. That was the 24th highest uh, grossing film. Harper was the next one. Per, uh, our our, uh, our favorite actor, Paul Newman. Oh, yes. Written by the great William Goldman. Yes. Based on the Ross McDonald novels with Julie Harris, Janet Leigh, um, and directed by Jack Smite. And I always know that name because Jack Smite directed Rod Steiger in The Illustrated Man. Oh, wow. <laughs> a movie wow. I loved yeah. when I was a kid. Have you seen Harper? You know this uh, yes. picture? Yeah, I, I think so. What, what's the remind me? What's Harper, the private eye? Which one was the remake? I think there was a, I don't, did they make, they remade it? There was a sequel, another yeah, one called sequel, The Drowning Pool. A sequel, that's, yeah. Yeah. The Drowning Pool, I and that Joanne had Woodward's uh, in that one. Bob, Robert Wagner. Oh, the Lauren yeah. Bacall is in. I think Robert in, Wagner uh, might be in this one. Oh, maybe it's this one. Lauren Bacall, Bacall was in Harper. Oh, yes. Yeah, Lauren Bacall, yes. right, yeah. right, right. Terrific little film. Um, how about number 22? I know this one is near and dear to your heart. Raquel Welch, Stephen Boyd. Ah, uh, yeah. Oh, Donald that, Pleasance. Yes, yeah, a fantastic Fantastic Voyage. Very good. Where they <laughs> shrink these people down yes. to get into a guy's body, travel through his bloodstream. <laughs> to get to his to, brain, right? Yes, yes. Have a brain and, injury? And, yeah, for a, the brain tumor, a, bla a blood clot. Do you know this movie? Brain. I know this movie. Well, Fantastic it's a science Voyage. movie. This is my this is my world. Talk you know? to us. That's <laughs> yeah, right. You're so a science man. Absolutely nothing that happens in that movie could ever. <laughs> I thought you were Mr. Cool. <laughs> science. Cool McCool. <laughs> what were you about to say? It's it's yeah. it's nothing uh, scientifically in that movie impossible. Could possibly ever. <laughs> really? Happen. I can't Which inject part of its Raquel Welch into my cerebellum. <laughs> no, no it's, <laughs> people people have tried. Directed by Richard Fleischer, uh, Fantastic Good Voyage. Good movie, though. A lot so, of fun. So yeah, yeah. there was absolutely nothing in that movie that could happen in real life. Well, almost anything might have except injecting Raquel Welch. You'd have to have a, a large hypodermic, I think. It's worth trying. <laughs> it's worth trying. Now, it, what I remember uh, got me angry in that movie was they have Raquel Welch, and she is completely neck to feet covered in one of those scientific uh yeah. like those those uh what, what was she in like a like a like a like a lab coat yeah, kind of deal yeah, well no like one of they'd have like her a spacesuit or something oh, well, yeah. like a deep sea diving yeah you know where they used to wear the helmet whereas uh, we know in real life most scientists wear far less clothing than that when oh, they're yes. working <laughs> <laughs> no incidental nudity in that one no, no it's yeah. nothing Raquel Welch Known for her, we were talking to yes. Mr. Skin about this. Yes. And Raquel Welch, 
known for her body yes. and being sexy, never once did nudity. Much to your chagrin. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Raquel Welch is around. Maybe we should try to. Oh, yeah. We should try to reach out to her. Uh, <laughs> after she hears that, she won't take us up on it. Fantastic Voyage apparently made a bundle. It made $12 million on a was, $5 million budget. They budget. did sort of a comedy remake uh, with um, 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 oh, Martin I know the Short. One. Oh, Inner Space. And, yeah, Joe Dante, and, our buddy Joe Dante. Oh, that's right. And yeah. what, what's his Dennis name? Dennis Quaid. The, yeah, the, the more sane Quaid. I thought you were going to go for the one with, with Bill Murray and uh, what's the one where the, the animated one, where the guy gets... Uh, yes, he's a, yes, He's yes. injected into somebody's body in a pill. Yeah, and it's like it's like he eats some rotten hot dog Hell off was the, the name stand. of that thing. Oh God! Oh God! We'll probably have people sending is, us. Is this in, movie in somebody's on bloodstream? Or? Yeah, it's a pill. Oh, what the hell? Osmosis Jones. Yes. I can't believe I know That's that. It? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know. I want to say that was a Farrelly Brothers yeah. thing. Oh, it could have been. Yeah. And but that the far thing back? is, Did with, they go I don't know. Far back? Talking yeah. out my butt here. Fantastic yeah. <laughs> Voyage. They had to make do with what they had back then. Yeah. Now, if they did it, it would be an amazing-looking movie. That's true, actually. They could do a lot with these effects. How about this one? Uh, tw uh, the 21st uh, highest-grossing movie of 1936. Uh, 1936. Good, Frank. 1966. <laughs> made on a, on a meager budget of $3 million, brought in $13 million, a Hitchcock picture with Paul Newman and Julie Andrews called Torn Curtain. Oh, Torn Curtain. yes. Yeah. I, I remember when that came out. Anything on I've, that? I think I've seen but this. Political I'd thriller? Probably have seen it on TV, but remember nothing. Okay. Uh, then the, I, I haven't seen that one, and I thought I'd seen every Paul Newman movie. Uh, followed by A Man and a Woman. Very famous. Wait a minute. Is this da, 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 That's the one. Da 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 yes. da 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 Great movie. Da, yeah, you know that. Oh, I know that. I've watched it many times. Okay. That's you can on my short list. You can tell us about it. Yeah. Very romantic. So the, the theme song became as popular as the film. Yes. The theme song yes. was very popular. Made you could tell from Gilbert's rendition it yes. was a bittersweet movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm turned on already yes. by Gilbert's rendition. Give us a so, little bit about a man and a woman. Uh, made by a French director, meet, I believe. Meet by well, chance, yeah. I don't, I don't know who the... It was Anouk Emi, I think, yes, was yes. right? You, and, know, you uh, remember Anouk Emi? Oh, my God, yes. yes. Probably messing up her name, but was yes. She, yeah. <laughs> wasn't she also in that Stephen King cat movie? Which one? Pet what? Cemetery? No, or no. Cat's was Eye? Cat, cat's Eyes. I don't I know. Don't, I don't know, but it's a very romantic movie and beautiful scenes in Paris and highly recommended. That's why I haven't seen it that, yeah, over my head. It, yeah. It's too highbrow. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Yeah. They I was speak, watching the beast they from speak five French. Months. Oh yes. <laughs> what's the one with Corman with the where they drilled the holes in the kettle? Oh, the beast oh, with the a million beast eyes. With a million yeah, eyes. That's what I was watching. Those yeah. two always remind me of each other. <laughs> <laughs> so Dara, I've got a question. Sure. Gilbert's lovely wife Dara is here. Hi. Our the show's producer. My wife. We have no time to cook at home. I work crazy hours. My wife is not inclined to cook. You were having a good experience with Blue Apron, I understand? It's changed my life. Tell me. Really? Seriously, Frank? It's changed It's changed my life. Um, I cannot cook. I'm probably one of the worst cooks you'll I've ever meet. I've heard this. I can vouch for her. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. But I, I wouldn't feed rats. I just, <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Gilbert. Yes. 
but Sweet. they said I on Sunday I get a huge box mm-hmm. um, of food sent to our house. Everything is pre-measured, perfect proportions. Mm-hmm. They send color um, instructions that are with pictures. Oh, they're and color so, coordinated and there's it's photographs just, it's and it's perfect. Great. It's so easy and 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 I love it. It's idiot proof. It's idiot proof. It's idiot proof and and I can't. It, it, the result is a beautiful meal that Gilbert actually eats. The wow. cooking is like paint by the numbers easy. Right. And how are the meals? How are the, the results? It was, I, I couldn't believe. It looks as good as it does in the photo, and I swear it tastes as good as any nice restaurant And I've you go never, to. never, never in the 20 years we've been together been complimented on my cooking by my husband. Or anything Until else. Now. <laughs> yeah. Terrific. Check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash Gilbert. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. And speaking of Roger <laughs> yes. Corman, yes. To the ne- go to the next movie, number 19, The Wild Angels. Oh, well, a that's obviously movie. a mo- yeah, biker. biker movie with Nancy Sinatra and Peter Fonda, who we really should get. Oh, we have to. Because um, Peter Fonda knows what it's like to be dead. That's right. Yes. <laughs> that's right. You want to explain that? Okay. <laughs> In the song, the Beatles song, uh, she said, there's one line she said, Isn't I know it what it's he, like to be it dead. He said, she or he said, she, no, she's, yeah. no, I think she said. What's the name of that song? Peter Fonda. We're looking bad here. Was I think he said he accidentally shot himself in the stomach. I believe that's true. As a kid. And he nearly died. And uh, and he said he had these weird experiences. And I think he said to the Beatles, he said, I know what it's like to be dead. And that wound up and in John's called, called, it's called in a She Beatles Said, song. She Said. She Said, She on Said. On the Revolver album, yeah. which, one of the great albums, one of the great underrated Beatles albums. Yeah. I think, Revolver. So I had the wrong song or the wrong title. Here's one. Uh, number 18, Our Man Flint. Okay, that's James Coburn. Yep. And his mm-hmm. boss is the great actor, was the great actor, Lee J. Cobb. Nicely done. Who also, <laughs> Look at this guy. Who also did a great television production of Death of a Salesman. Sure, sure. Uh, and I think- Some say George, the best one. Yeah, George Siegel was happy in that, I'm pretty sure. And I think uh, Gene Wilder- May have been Bernard. In really? Yeah, I think so. I'm not positive. You want to look that up for yeah. us, Paul? And I forget Death of a the salesman actress. With, with Lee I don't J. know Cobb? if it was Ruth Dunnick. Wow, Gilbert. Or, or uh, who's the? I want you to be my lifeline if I'm ever on. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> she was. She was a great actress who played Linda. Well, while our researcher Paul oh, is looking but, that but up, okay, wait. so we're going to see here. Because and and also Lee J. Cobb. Was in Twelve Angry Men, of course, famously, yeah. as the antagonist. Yeah, and uh, you can intimidate me a bunch of bleeding hearts. I'm entitled to my opinion. The, the old man saw him through the window. Nice. <laughs> Directed by your man, Sidney oh, Lumet. Sidney Lumet, another New York film. Yeah, our man Flint was one of several. Uh, what would you call it? A Bond send up. Ah, uh, yes. Really, with James, with the great James Coburn. There were two, I think. Or there, there was, yes, there was uh, our there man was Flint, in like Flint and in like Flint. Uh, but it made a made a bundle. 
Okay, so do you want a little more in depth of the salesman? Yeah, so who's, who's the actress? All right, let me see here. So 1966 CBS television adaptation. Yes. That's what we're talking about. Gene, uh, Gene Wilder, James Farentino. Is James this right? Farentino. Is this the one? Yeah, he I'm played. Bernie Coppell and George Happy. Siegel. Wow, look at you. Yeah, George, George Siegel. Yeah, George Siegel was Biff. And, and James co- Farentino was Mildred Dunnock. Mildred Dunnock. Nice. Yeah, you had it. Actress. You had it. Very nice. Nicely done. I'm trying to picture Bernie Coppell in Death of a Salesman. Oh, oh, was <laughs> hmm. Now Bernie Co- was he like the boss? Like he was like was was he? I That's think him. he was the boss. Bernie Coppell is Howard Wagner. Is that yes, the- that must be. And I think yeah. he's the son of the boss that uh, that Willie Loman originally had. And that's when Lee J. Cobb, as Willie Loman says, promises were made over this table. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. You are the last comic in America doing a Lee J. Cobb impersonation. (laughs) (laughs) And bless you. I like to keep up with the kids. Bless you. How's your Pat Hingle? There's a, there's a big demand for Lee J. Cobb impressions. <laughs> oh. Pat Hingle yeah. had a pinky missing. Yes, we established yes. that when we had, I think. <laughs> but you can never tell that story enough. <laughs> I think we told that when we had Stephen Weber here. Yes, and I think I'm not mistaken. when he lost the God pinky. Because they were throwing orange wedges. Oh, now. <laughs> Go on. How about this movie? Number okay. 17. Uh, oh, wait. What was the the music that would play? Like, and we, and which, uh, in, 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 uh, in the in, Flint series? In the Flint. There was like this weird music that would play when they'd give him a signal. That's interesting. The music was by the great Jerry Goldsmith. Oh, really? Wow. His name has come up here a yeah, time or two. many times. Spy extraordinaire Derek Flint is an ex-agent of Zowie, <laughs> a zonal organization for world intelligence and espionage. He's brought out of retirement to deal with the threat of the evil uh, agency known as Galaxy, led by a trio of mad scientists, Dr. Krupoff, Dr. Wu, oh. which is like a Dr. No yeah. kind of thing, and Dr. Schneider, played by Benson Fong. Oh, Remember Benson geez. Fong? <laughs> Yeah, came out January sixteenth, nineteen sixty-six. Not a uh, Shelby Grant is in it, and uh, James Brolin, a young James Brolin. Wow. The voice of the U.S. president uh, was provided by actor Van Williams. Oh. Was the Green Hornet, imitating then President L- uh, Lyndon Baines Johnson. Yeah. Uh, this is interesting. Uh, the name Hans Gruber. Yeah. Was reused 20 years later in the film Die Hard. Oh, oh <laughs> for that's Alan, right. For Alan Rickman's character. Oh, my God. And the distinctive ringtone uh, of the presidential hotline was reused in the films Hudson Hawk, Austin Powers, uh, International Man of Mystery. Yes. Is that the yeah, little, that, that what you're talking about? Like, that little stretch, the yeah. things you remember. Oh, when yeah. was the last time you saw <laughs> Our Man Flint? 
1966? Yeah. yeah, I think uh, I there, was two. In, in 1967, there was a sequel called In Life In Life Flint. Flint. Sure. Flint. Yeah. sure. Haven't you been paying attention? No, I've been. <laughs> <laughs> we just said it. Uh, yeah. Minutes ago. He was fixated Gilbert, on Pat Hingle's Gilbert missing digit. Gilbert is waiting to pounce anytime. <laughs> Don't fuck up in this booth. How about the Blue Max in 1966? Uh, uh, a flying ace picture with George Pippard and James Mason, ah, your favorite. And, James Mason. And <laughs> Ursula Andress. Oh, my God. In the days when they made uh, uh, World War II flying ace pictures. Oh, yes. Like, uh, what was the one? There's one with um, Robert Redford called, I think, The Great Waldo Pepper. Oh, that's right. You know this picture? He flew a biplane. It was like one of those barn, what do they call them, barn stories? George Roy Hill, James Mason must have played like a Nazi or something. I I think we owe the fans a little more of that James Mason impression. Yeah, a little bit more of that. It's no Lee J. Cobb. Oh, yes. Now, I I always remember his big thing from uh, Star is Born. Congratulations, my dear. Seemed to have made it just in time, didn't I? I, I, I can sit here. This is casual. I know a lot of you on a first-name basis. I've, 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 I've worked with you a lot over the years, and now I need a job. Yes, that's it. That's my whole speech. I, I need a job. Not just drama. I can do comedy as well. <laughs> <laughs> All right, excellent, outstanding. Correct me if I'm wrong, because you're the master mimic. It's a thin line between James Mason and John MacGyver. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> you used to do that bit of Tony Curtis and Gavin McLeod. Oh, yes, you yes. Could, you, yes. Could, you could change it to James Mason and John MacGyver. Yes, then Share a donut. Congratulations, my dear. Just a time. <laughs> I went back and listened to the Ron Liebman, Jessica Walter episode, yeah. and they were so enthralled with your John MacGyver impression. <laughs> the they only really, two people. They didn't know he was until you said it, until you started doing the bit. The only two people on the planet <laughs> enthralled with my John MacGyver. Okay, we'll wrap it up after these next two, and then we'll come back and do this again. But uh, the number 16, anybody know a movie called Follow Me Boys with Fred McMurray? This was the last movie made by Walt Disney while he was alive. It was the last live-action picture made under Disney's watch. Vera Miles, Fred McMurray, Lillian Gish, a young Kurt Russell who was in all of that Disney stuff. Does this mean anything to you, Paul? I I don't know this one at all. Follow Me Boys. And and, and wasn't, like, Walt Disney's last words were Kurt Russell? Well, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> where, did <you> read, <laughs> where did you read that? There, there was something that his last dying words, he said, Kurt Russell. Wow. Or, yeah. We'll have to get Goldie Hawn on the show. Or get Kurt. Her. That's not exactly Rosebud. Yeah. But it's pretty good. <laughs> and we'll wrap with this one since we're talking about Bond spoofs, and I've already given it away, but uh, a Matt Helm picture. Called the silencer. Very similar, of course, because they were all doing the James Bond spoofs. Right. And that with, one, with yeah. Dino. And and I remember in the Matt Helm one, uh, there were even parts like Dean Martin used to. He used to do those quick song parodies on his TV show, like you know, 
It's so nice to have a girl around the house, especially when she's wearing a see-through blouse. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah, like... and, and they, they had a part in the movie for no reason whatsoever where he sings a bunch of these song parodies. <laughs> The Silencers was made in 66, of course. Released and there were at least two of those. Yeah, there were several you got the of those. Cast there, the cast yeah. is Sid, Sid Charisse. Yeah. They, they all yeah. look like uh, they were made in like like about two days. I Stella, think, Stella Stevens. Stella Stevens, who we oh want on this God. podcast. Oh, yeah. in Stella the worst Stevens way. has got to be one of your favorites, Gilbert. I'm oh, well, of course. Well, <laughs> she comes up because we talk about the Poseidon Adventure. Oh, yeah, right. when and her also, white underwear. And also and, a nutty and, professor. Victor Buono. Yeah, Victor oh, Buono. Oh, my God. Another actor we <laughs> love is in The Silencers. One. What a face that guy has. And Arthur O'Connell, who was oh, also my God. in The Poseidon Adventure. Do you know Arthur O'Connell? You know, I, I always think about these actors I confuse because mm-hmm. they look so much alike. You confuse him with Jack Albertson? Uh, no. I I mean, that's that's close. Uh-huh. But I confused him with, of all people, Frank Ferguson. Frank Ferguson. Frank Ferguson was was Mr. McDougal in, who ran the McDougal's House of Horrors in Abbott and Costello. Oh, I know Frank, Frank Ferguson. Oh. Okay, yes. And I, the two of them to me always looked alike. When I was a kid and I saw the Poseidon Adventure, I couldn't keep, Arthur O'Connell was the priest. Yes. And Jack Albertson was Manny Rosen, yeah. oh, uh, yeah. uh, Shelley Winter's <laughs> yes, husband. Yes. I couldn't keep them apart. <laughs> <laughs> Just like I always confuse Don Gordon and John Saxon. Yes, that's, a, that's an easy mistake. Yeah. How about... Um, who was the other one that I, the, the other two guys that I used to confuse? Oh God! Oh, I'll get back to you on that. But that's a Don Gordon and John Saxon. Oh, they look like that's well, a how, good one. How they never play twins? You know what? That's a good idea for mini episode. We'll Look-a-likes. do a little research on that, and we'll come. We'll do. We'll come back, yes. and we'll do confused actors yeah. or actors. <laughs> yeah. oh, we're the confused ones. <laughs> Who's confused? <laughs> we'll do actors. I mean, who are... they yeah, they weren't sure if they were into men or women. Did you, ever mix, did you ever mix up Lou Gossett and Montel Williams? Oh, Not wow. Really. Not yeah. Really. yeah. There's a and, resemblance. Yeah. Lou Gossett and... Charles uh, Dutton. What? Lou Gossett and Charles Dutton. Ooh. Where's, what's happened to Charles Dutton lately? That's a he good question. He was all around the place. That's a good question. So The Silencers, uh, released in 66, apparently based on a straight novel... By a guy named uh, Donald Hamilton. To the gay. Yeah. Uh, 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 Vicky Carr's <laughs> vocals. How about that? A Vicky Carr that? reference. Uh, yeah, music by the great Elmer Bernstein, Stella Stevens. You'll love this cast. He's already read you some of them. Victor Bono, Ar- Ar- Arthur O'Connell, Robert Weber. Oh, my uh, God. An actor I love. Now, Robert Weber, what was it? Uh, the, the, I always forget his name, uh, 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 Pink Panther. Oh, uh, Blake Edwards. Blake Edwards. Blake Edwards. Yeah, he was the lot. I heard that, yeah, I heard he was one of, in that Blake Edwards, sure, he's in the Panther films. Theater. He's yeah. in Sob. He's in Ten. Yeah, he always called on him. Yeah, James Gregory. Remember oh James my Gregory? God, yes. From Barney Miller. And didn't James he tri- Gregory play one of the apes? He sure did. He sure did. He sure did. Now this is a, and and also Roger C. Carmel turns up in uh, turns up in the Silencers. You know Roger C. Carmel from the Mothers in Law. With the, oh with my the, God! With the twirly yes. mustache, yes, heavy set, yeah. Okay, this is fun. Uh, pr- film producer Ir- Irving Allen. I almost said Irwin Allen, not Irwin <laughs> Allen. Irving <laughs> Allen had been in partnership with Albert Broccoli in Warwick Productions, who released 
uh, through through Columbia Pictures, they wanted to buy the rights to the James Bond series of novels, but Alan was not interested, and the partnership broke up. So Broccoli went on to make the actual Bond pictures. Oh, wow. And this guy decided to make his own spy series, so he optioned the rights to the Matt Helm novels in 64 and, de- and signed Dean Martin to play the lead. So there you go. What what year was the uh, the Michael Caine takeoff on James Bond in which he played like the very frumpy? Oh, Harry. Of, uh, you mean the Ipcrest yeah, file? The Ipcrest file. Yes. Yeah, the Harry. File. What the hell was his name? Jesus. That was dead. a great. That was a. Great Wasn't there a movie. couple of them? Wasn't there Billion there, Dollar Brain? There might have. There might have been, but they were. They really set him up that he was. You know, the opposite of yeah. uh, Sean Connery. And I remember there were so with many the Bond Matt Yeah. Yeah. The Matt Helm and the Flint movies, as well as a bunch of others, it's <clears throat> there are parts that are very sexy, but also it's a weird, uncomfortable kind of sexism. Oh yes, that comes <laughs> on. Oh yes, that I was never really big in the, as far as the feminist movement went, but. Boy, oh, that shocks me. Boy, yeah, because <laughs> most people think I am. But boy, oh boy, when you see the sexism in oh, those yeah. movies, oh, it's yeah. like, oh played, my god, played for yeah. laughs. Oh uh, yeah, there were three more. There was Murderer's Row, also oh, yes. released that year. The Ambushers. This is these are my, this is Michael Caine. No, these were Matt know? Helm pictures. Matt Helm. Matt Helm with Dean Martin and the Wrecking Crew. A fifth film called The Ravagers was announced but never produced. And Elmer Bernstein provided the oh, score with Vicky Carr singing okay. the title song and Santiago. We, I, we, I think it was either a Flint or Matt Helm picture that I saw in a double feature with an Elvis Presley picture. And both of them, and let's see if you you are our search and are like searches outside our fans mm-hmm. can name these. At least two movies had the exact same scene, an identical thing where the girl, the lead girl gets knocked over, either tripping over a suitcase or something and, and, you know, flying back and revealing her white underwear. And two, <laughs> two of them had this. And you've hung on to this. Yes. For all these years. I, I, I'm going to jerk off to it what? tonight, <laughs> even though the actress in it are probably dead. <laughs> are you you're throwing this out to the fans because you yes. don't know? Yes. Okay. Well, give, give that clue so again because it, it was, it was rather, an Elvis okay. Presley I think movies. one was a, a, either a Matt Helm or a Flint one. Okay. And another, I think, was the an Elvis Presley where a girl, a lead girl, Falls over backwards and reveals her white underwear. Wow, under a dress. White, white underwear is the is the nugget. Yes, here. yeah, yes. it's a Cell Stevens callback. Yes. Okay, if anybody comes up with this, I'll be impressed. Yes. <laughs> and uh, we we uh, we have to when Will Jordan comes in, we have to get you guys to do dueling James oh, Mason my impressions. God. That's going to blow my yes. mind. Yes. So we should wrap it up, and uh, we'll come back and do uh, the rest of these films from 1966. Because this is a lot of fun. So this has been Gilbert and Frank's Amazing Colossal Obsessions. I'd like you to sign off as James Mason, please. Yes. Can you do that? The Earl am Gilbert Gottfried, and this has been Gilbert and Frank's Amazing Colossal Obsessions. <laughs> so uh, good. That's Frank Samma Todd Tree. <laughs> I don't, I still don't know the name. <laughs> but it's gold. It's gold. <laughs>
sessions. <laughs>